Praise be Jesus Christ, now and forever. As we roll into Holy Week, and indeed some of these will come out while we're in Holy Week, this is a special treat recorded to us. In 1975, Father James V. McKaminsky, S.J., the pastor at St. Xavier Church in Cincinnati, and the person who had recorded these talks on the seven last words of Christ, uh, passed the recorder on to a friend of my mother's, and she has the original recording, which is now digitized. And I think when you listen to Father Mick Kaminsky on the seven last words, you're going to love it. You will be touched. We're going to put these up one word at a time, the first word, then the second word, then the third word, and I'll try to space them out to make it into Holy Week, uh, but definitely by the time we get to Holy Thursday, all seven of them will be up so that you can listen to all seven, again, on Good Friday, if you wish. Enjoy now, Father James V. McKaminsky, S.J., Treore, The Seven Last Words of Christ. The second word. It is the sixth hour, or as we call it, midday. The sun withdraws his light and darkness covers the face of the earth. The stars appear in the heavens. All is silent as death. The thief whose cross is at the right of Jesus feels himself touched with repentance and hope. Turning to his companion, he upbraids him for having blasphemed Jesus, and then turning his head toward our Savior's cross, he thus prays to him, Lord, remember me when thou shalt come into thy kingdom. Jesus is pleased to find in this poor criminal the faith he had vainly sought for from Israel. He thus grants his humble prayer. It is his second word on the cross. Amen, I say to thee, this day thou shalt be with me in paradise. There is a pious legend that has been handed down to us through the years. It could be true. A legend that says that when St. Joseph and the Blessed Mother were fleeing into Egypt with the Divine Child, they stopped for the night at a desert lodging. And the Blessed Mother asked the Lady of the Inn for water in which to bathe the Christ Child. The Lady of the Inn also had a child, a leper. And the lady asked the Blessed Mother if she could use the same waters baptized by the Divine Presence to bathe her own child. And immediately upon touching those waters, the child was cured. Her child advanced in age and grew to be a thief. He's Dismas, who now hangs on the cross to the right of Christ. 
the memory of the story his mother had told him came back to the thief made him look kindly on Christ, we don't know. But enough dry fuel of the right kind gathers on the altar of his soul and a spark from the central cross falls upon it, creating in it a glorious illumination of faith. Just as a piece of black coal thrown into the fire becomes a bright and glowing thing, so the black soul of this thief, thrown into the fires of the crucifixion, glows with love of the sacred heart. He sees a cross and he adores a throne. He sees a condemned man and he invokes a king. What does he ask? Not to be excused. Not to have his sin explained away. Not to be taken down. He asks to be forgiven. Lord, remember me when you come into your kingdom. The first word of Christ on the cross was a word for love of enemies showing itself in forgiveness. The second word is to a sinner and to all sinners. A new aspect of that same love showing itself in mercy. Here was the first and most famous of all deathbed conversions. Amen. Notice the solemnity. Amen, I say to you, this day thou shalt be with me in paradise. Dismas has achieved the one thing in life which is most worth doing well, dying in the friendship of Christ. And Christ, though his hands are nailed to the cross, unlocks the gates of paradise and wins the soul. His escort into paradise is a thief. Might we not say the thief died a thief because he stole paradise? What greater assurance in all the world, what greater assurance is there of God's mercy? Dismas is just the first in a long line of lost sheeps, prodigal sons, broken Magdalens, penitent Peters, forgiven thieves. Such is the rosary of divine forgiveness. Let us ask ourselves, does Christ still do things like that today? Does he still say, this day thou shalt be with me in the paradise of sanctifying grace and friendship? We must never forget the means he instituted to perpetuate that act of mercy. It's his sacrament of mercy, the sacrament of penance, the confessional. That's where he had you and me particularly in mind on Calvary that day. 
knowing that his pardon for Dismas would encourage us to seek forgiveness after sins may be less possibly greater than any Dismas had ever committed. Let me tell you of an experience of mine many years ago in the seminary. In the year of our ordination, for months before the great day itself, we had to practice saying Mass because we had to have all of the words and the gestures and the tones of voice down. We had to pass an examination. And out of respect for the Blessed Sacrament, instead of using a host, even though until the priesthood we couldn't consecrate it, we used a round piece of white cardboard. And dozens and dozens and literally hundreds of times in those months leading up to my ordination, I pronounced the words of consecration, Augustanium Corpus Meo. In the morning of my first Mass, I didn't feel any different. I didn't feel any different. I might as well have had the piece of shirt card book. Late that afternoon, I went to the room of an old priest and said, Father, will there ever come a time when I will feel different? And he said, there will. Sooner or later, you will realize as you consecrate that you are transubstantiating the substance of bread to the substance of the body of Christ. But you may well realize that you are a priest sooner than that. And how right he was. Do you know when I first realized I was a priest? When I heard my first confession. Then I knew. Have you ever thought what goes on the other side of the screen? In the darkness? I'll tell you, and it's almost 31 years since I experienced this for the first time. The priest has his hand raised toward you, and he is saying, May our Lord Jesus Christ absolve you, and I, by his authority, do absolve you from your sins in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. And in that hand, howsoever unworthy, in that hand through the ordinations of bishops after bishops after bishops, in that hand is the power of Christ. So that in the confessional, Christ is once again on the cross. And he's turned to the penitent sinner and he's saying, This day thou shalt be with me in paradise. The next time you go to confession, if you look more deeply with the eyes of faith, you may see something you never saw before. Christ is smiling 
on Calvary. You have been listening to a devotional episode of the Bellarmine Forum podcast on the seven last words of Christ, Treore, recording of Father James V. McKaminsky, S.J., in 1975 at St. Xavier Church in Cincinnati, Ohio. Production of this episode was underwritten by an anonymous donor that asks you to say your rosary daily. If you would like to underwrite production of the podcast, contact the forum using the contact form on the website bellamanforum.org or call us. This podcast is a production of the Bellarmine Forum, formerly known as the Wanderer Forum Foundation. Founded in 1965 on the heels of Vatican II as a faithful enclave of Catholic faith without all the progressive modernist confusion. Our producer sits at the right hand of the Father and will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead. Our executive director made all things visible and invisible. Our technical director is an unnamed angel assigned to us by the producer per show. The Bellarmine Forum is a nonprofit public charity and all donations are tax deductible to the maximum extent permitted by law. Even if you don't have the funds to donate, say a Hail Mary. There's so many good things going on, and we see just the little things that we have, even on the website, touch lives all around the world. We have stories of parents who didn't realize that the catechism is unchanged and their children should learn about the sacraments. We have others that have put their whole family into the Marian Catechist program because they wanted to learn the faith Those are all good things, and they come about through God using us to touch those people. And that happens through grace, and we get grace from prayer. So more important than the donations are the prayers. Keep Continue to pray for the Bellarmine Forum. And hopefully you found this presentation of the seven last words of Christ as touching and bringing grace to you as we hope. This show is copyrighted by the Bellarmine Forum 2019 to the greater glory of God and the honor of his blessed mother.